Okay, let's get into uh, today's da, uh, today's uh, parsha. Parsha Lech Lecha Tavshinayin Dalid. We start with Nisyonos and we Bez Hashem will end with Nisyonos because this is the parsha. It started already last week implicitly, as the one of the more famous questions on the parsha is why isn't Kivshan Haish mentioned in the parsha explicitly, only learned out uh, Bederach Remez. But this parsha starts off Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. The Nisyonos, one of the ten Nisyonos of Avram Avinu. So, if we think about the Nisyonos, first we'll have a general thought, one or two thoughts from Rabbi Steinzaltz in Chayi Olam, his Sefer Allah Torah. First, he has one, two, two thoughts of his, one smaller one and one a little more, little more extensive. Number one, he says, if you look at all the different tests of Avram Avinu, there's one common denominator with all the Nisyonos. And that <coughs> common denominator is something that is true for many nisyonos in many people's lives. Behistaklus kolelis alkol asara nisyonos, efsha liros sha'avram nidrash lachtoch bimukutayin amnam ubahadargra as kolaksharim beinolavein anashem achirim. So many of his nisyonos is his, his need, his, he was commanded to cut off from something or someone he was connected to. Urkazdim. He has to be cut off from his religion and the religion of all of those around him. Thrown into the kitchen age. Are you going to stay cut off from them? Or are you going to stay with them? Where have you, you've been all your life. As we know, the Rambam writes, if we get to of Zara, we'll see a little, bit, a little bit later that Avram Avinu himself was an Ovid of Zara. He cut himself off. Lech lecha, me'artzacha, from his land, what he's used to. Where he's where his his birthplace. We all have a special connection to the neighborhood we grew up in. Beisavicha, his for his family. In all the koshi, and he expands as we just did. Everything familiar to him. He has to leave. He has to leave his land. He has to leave his language. He has to land where he's from. Nothing familiar. Base Abba. Everything that he's comfortable with, he has to leave. Finally he comes. He hasn't been there too, uh, too long. You have to leave again. You're comfortable now? Cut off. Go to Mitzrayim. Yishrav Baaretz. And he has to leave again, even though he hasn't been there. He gets there, what happens? His wife is taken away. Sarah is cut off from him for a temporary amount of time. Yishmael, throw out Yishmael. He's cut off from the, his oldest son that he loves so much. And obviously the pinnacle of all the tests, he himself has to do the cutting, literally, from the son, the end of next week's Parsha. All of the Nisyonos, says Rabbi Steinzels, are about separating, disconnect from something that he loves, something that he's comfortable with. He writes on line 14, That's the hardest. Obviously, death is the ultimate of being cut off. When there's a death of a relative, Rahman al-Islam, that's the ultimate, and we have to accept it. That's the, one of the ultimate nisyonos, realizing 
acknowledging and our reaction is a bracha. Barach dayon ha'emes. We make a bracha. That's an acknowledgement that this is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this being cut off. But if he has to do the cutting, that's even even harder. And to cut off the promise that he's going to have. All of this, that's Nisayon in the world of Avram Avinu. Point number one. Point number two. So a number of the Achronim deal with this. Line, next paragraph. Let's think for a minute. This is an unbelievable task, which it is. He has to leave everything as we have just spoken about. But if you put it in context and look at it a little bit, is it really such a great Nisayon as compared to what he just did? At this point, he believes in God. And for this point, he is already come to the recognition, monotheism, he started spreading, he destroyed the Avodah Zarah there, he already had left. And now Hashem says, go. What does Hashem say? Leave and Hashem says, go, and I'm going to give you everything. Whatever you want, you got tremendous brachas and atzlacha and children and everything there. Let's think about this for a minute. He already believes in God. He believes that Kaddish Baruch Hu can do everything and anything. Hashem says, do this for me and I'm going to give you everything. Is that such an Isayon? Is that so hard? Hashem promises, the, promises him the world. Why is that such an Isayon? Okay, a little bit. He was leaving anyway a little bit. He was already disconnected somewhat. Hatamiya line 29, especially if we contrast this to that Nisayan and the previous Nisayan as we're about to do. But Nisayan HaKeda, Yish Bitui Lashon Ma'odomim, as we know, there's parallel Lashon. Lech Lecha, Asher Ar'eka, Asher Omari Lecha. This parallels in the Lashon between the beginning of Lech Lecha and the end of Ayera. These are the two parshias of Avram Avinu. I mean, Chayasara, Avram's also the player. Right, he's burying his wife, and he's finding a, a wife for his son in Chayasara. And then told us already Yaakov. We've discussed in the past why Yitzchak doesn't really have too much press in Torah Shebechsav. But these are the two major parshiyos of Avram. It starts with a lech lecha, and it ends with a lech lecha. Parallel. Avobachosos yesh havdel mahuti ben hanesionos. But there are there's a major difference between the two. But akeda ain't shum haftacha Hashem doesn't say, do the Akedah, and I'm going to give you a lot of brachas. Hashem makes no promises. Hashem just says, go bring your son as an ola. That's it. Period. Yesh rak leich va'atzei ta'afakach. Beli lama umadua. Beli shumavtacha. That's an Isaiah. Because Baruch doesn't promise you anything. It's not Magiyah lanu, anything. He's the Bore Olam. Here. Lech lecha, and there's a whole pasuk about brachas. Any one of these would be awesome, and he gives them a whole bunch. How many people travel or move somewhere because of a chance? Maybe it's going to work out more there. Maybe my pronouncement is going to be better. Maybe this is going to be better in the... All maybes. We all take chances. 
this isn't even a maybe. Hashem says, move, and I'm, and I'm giving it to you. I promise. So that, as if it's done already. Why was it so hard? What was the root Nisayan of Lech Lecha? Anashim ovrim al me'ever layam mitoch machshava sheshom yeh lemixas bracha. So, says the, the Rebbe Steinzalt, as compared to Akedah, doesn't seem to hold a candle. This is nothing. So let's go back in time for a minute. How about what he just did? He just jumped into the fiery furnace. He was thrown into the fiery furnace because he believed in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nimrod, Nimrod had enough of him and he gets thrown in. He comes out, unbelievable. He was ready to be Moser and Afash. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what, I have one more thing. Don't only jump into the furnace for me, but you know what, could you move? Could you change your address for me, please, also? I, I know it's, it's hard, but please. Look at what just happened. He just was ready to be Moser, his nefesh. He gave up everything. He was ready to die for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he passed. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, change of address, please. Go there. Why is that? L'chorah, the Nisyon was built. That's why we understand the Akedah is the highest Nisyon. So how is Lech Lecha any greater and any more than the previous one? So just Rabbi Steinzalt, to understand the root of the Nisyon of Lech Lecha, two ideas. Two ideas which are separate ideas, but they kind of work together. And we have to relate these into our own lives. Next column. Let me give you two ideas. Mitzad Echad. The ultimate Nisayan is when we're torn inside. When we're torn inside. That's a Nisayan. Yes, getting thrown into the Kivshana Eish is much more extreme than Lech Lecha That's true. But at least by the Nisayan of the Kivshana Eish, there was clarity in Avraham's mind what this Nisan was all about. I am a, I am not a, I'm getting to be a Jew. I am a believer in God, and they can't take that. And that's why they can't stand me, and they're throwing me into the fire. I know, I understand that. This is why this is happening to me. He's not asking any why questions, because he knows. They don't believe. He believes they're throwing him into the fire. Clarity. Right, those Jews throughout history, Rahman al Islam, how there have been so many that were ready to die al Kiddush Hashem. They walked, they danced, they sung, because they were in Evan Hashem. They realized this is what they have to do. There weren't, que- there weren't questions about why this, is, obviously, why Rahman al Islam, such a tragedy, is occurring. But the roots of the intentions, that was clear. Achlom Rotso, line four, Kashar Adam Mesa, Kiddush Hashem, who Yodea Lamu who he understands. Not everybody can stand up to it. But still, many have done it. Many have done it. But Lech Lecha, Lumatzo's line 13, there's one element in a certain way that's lacking. And that is, He finally, he's destroyed all the idols, he got saved. Hashem says, go to another land. Why? Why do I have to do that? I believe in you. I trust you. You saw what I just did for you. Why do I have to leave again and schlep with my family? In that regard, it's a deeper Nisayan. Because 
there's no there's there's questions. The why questions. That the nagging why. Look at his Lashon. Be Brooklyn? He never, I don't know if he was ever in Brooklyn. I'm a good Jew here in Urkazdim. I could be an Evid Hashem there. There was blurriness. There wasn't, but he knows before that he saw you, okay, I'm a, I'm a believing Jew. But here, why do I have to go anywhere? Why do I have to make Aliyah? That was Avram's question. Mishum Kach Hanisoyon Khan Hu Bamaamats. El Obamaamats. El Abatsidu Primi. It's an internal struggle. Bahargosha Satam Bahatachlis. Because that question, how much is he ready? Line 21. Hu Muham Lashanosis Atmo Lavatera Mashem is Cholabasoko. Kirilakabo Makashmaim. Hashem says so. That's why. That's why he says so. Right, because the Gemara Psachim that the Dafyomi will get to in a few days says there were three people that are no chalei olam haba. One of them is Misha Darba Eretz Yisrael. Right, that is what Hashem says so. Says that's why it's a greater Nisayan. Because why, 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 why does Hashem want this from me? In the first case, a person's getting killed. Achinas Hashem. So there's clarity. A person's killing. They don't believe, and I'm a believer. But here, why does He want me to do this? In that sense. It's more difficult, and that's something that we go through many times also. We wonder, we ponder, we have challenges and struggles in our avodah Hashem. That's number one element. Number two element. It's related. And that is, what does Hashem ask Avram to do here with Lech Lecha? He doesn't really tell him. He doesn't tell him where he's going. And that's very unnerving. Because whenever we don't have direction in life, whenever we don't have a goal where we're going to, it's depressing. We just, we just don't, never feel like we're accomplishing anything. We're just going. Right? Where do we have to go? Yashar, Yashar. Just keep going. Where? Tell me where. I need to know where. I need to know. It's in little, little worlds and big worlds. Forever in a shear. You know, it's always good to know, like, okay, how many points is this year going to be? I need to know the structure beforehand. If you give me three points, there'll be a closing. You know, that's what uh, somebody's giving a shear. If you let everybody know beforehand the different parts and the structure, that's half the battle. They're more in tunes because they know it's coming. If not, I'm just like, what is going on here? Set, and that's, that's in a tiny little example. But in life, says Rev Steinsalz, I'll show you where to go. There's such a lack of security. Such a lack of comfort. Such, a, uh, such an uneasiness. I don't know where I'm going. Hashem just says to go. Kashem ma'od. Right, why is it that on GPSs it doesn't just say go. It tells you how, exactly how many miles you have left. Why well, do I have to know that? Because it's, it's comforting. I know exactly how many. It, the more information I have and every new gadget that comes out give me, gives me more information, the better I am. The better I feel. Avram had no information. He didn't even have an old-fashioned map. Right? Nothing. Line 35. No address. He didn't know what he was going to have to do there even. The Akeda. To the mound that I'll show you also, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to do there. The only thing I have to rely on is God's word and God's promise. 
And that was the Nisayan. And you know what? This was put into the DNA of Am Yisrael that years later, Am Yisrael did the same thing. They had no idea where they're going. Hashem's taking us out. Two million people. We don't have, they didn't know there was going to be mon. They took their leftovers, the dough on their back. That's it. They ran out of water. They ran out of everything. They went, they went, Avram Avinu put it into our DNA. The ability to try to stay the course, even though we don't know exactly where we're going. We don't know. And if Steinzel says we get this in, in learning also. It was in learning. We're just sometimes learning. We don't know where the goals are. Learn another day and another day. Thank God there are Masechtas. So there, there's markers. Imagine if all of Shas was one Masechta. 2,711 pages. Nobody would ever learn it. Why? Because there's no goal. There's no stopping point where I can look back and say, okay, I've got there. When there's a goal, when there's an end that I can look towards, it's much easier to shoot for it. Says Aristotle, Avram Avinu wasn't told anything. What was the goal? Well, you know what the goal was? Just to listen to me. That was the Nisayan. And that's what we have to do in life. Because so many times, says Rabbi Steinsatz, we feel like we're lost. We feel like we're just sinking in, in, in busyness and in different areas of our life. But we have to realize that means is an ends. That's the goal, to listen to God. Lech lecha. Just go. I'm not telling you even where. Bottom of the column. Sometimes we feel we've left and we don't know where we're going. We have to realize there is an address. There's Olam Haba, there's Dveikus Ba'kadosh Baruch Hu in every little area of our life. And again, feel free to continue reading, but this, uh, these were his two ideas. So again, what makes Lech Lecha special and unique Number one, it was an internal struggle because there was a lack of clarity. There was the why question. And number two, there was no address. It was very unnerving. There was no goal. He wasn't heading heading anywhere. Okay, we continue. Next couple of thoughts are smaller, but they're all take-home messages that, that apply to each of us. Pasuk tells us, beginning of Lech Lecha, so Hashem gives Avram the command, he gets the promises. Fine. Very next. Pasuk, Pasuk, Dalit. Avram went. Takes Lot with him. And he was 75, by the way. It's amazing that we don't know anything from the Torah Shabbat about the first 75 years of the first Jew's life. Again, many answers given to that question, but it's, we meet him, he's 75 years old. Right? First 75, so we get to have him for the, the next uh, century. But, but not before. Avram takes his wife, his nephew, all of his, all of his converted, and they leave. Ask the Drash V'ha'iyun. What's, what's, what happened? Pasuk Dalit, Pasuk Hay. Pasuk Dalit, he left already. Vayelech Avram. And then Pasuk Hay. Vayelech Avram, he went, and he took Lot. Next Pasuk. Avram took his wife, and Lot, and all the Rechush. He left already. What's the double Lashon? So we discussed this a number of years ago, from the Nitziv, 
which I gave you again in four, but first the Joshua Ha'iyan makes the, basically the, the same point, but he says it in his own way. Says Rabbi Yilu, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron, Aaron Levine. Yesh Lomar HaKavana, line three. The Vilna Gon says on the Pasuk in Mishlei, A wise man takes mitzvos. And the fool delays. If somebody says, yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Nakelo lihikashel is very possible and probable that it won't get done. The Satan has all of his ways to prevent the mitzvah from getting done. Procrastination means never happening in many cases. What does Shlomo HaMelech tell us initially? Chacham leiv, yikach mitzvah. Grab it. Take it. Do it. Do it right away. Somebody who's foolish. I'll get there. I'll do it. I'll do it then. It won't get done. And he says this is even the pshat, another interpretation of the mission in Pirkei Avos in the first parak. Emar ma'at Say a little bit, then just do it. Don't talk so much and then act. Just talk a little bit and then follow through and then carry it out. Don't talk about what you're going to do later. Just do it right now. As soon as possible. I'm going to do it then, I'm going to do it then. This even, I think I once mentioned in a Shabbat Shuvah Drasha a couple of years ago. It's a question that is asked by many in the Matan Torah Gemara, in the Mesecha Shabbos, where Kaddish Baruch Hu holds the mountain over us and makes us an offer we can't refuse, Kafalem Harkagigis, and Kaddish Baruch Hu says, if you accept the Torah, in Tekablu Mutav, wonderful, Ve'im Lav, but if not, Shamtek Furaschem, there, there your burial is going to be. I'm going to drop the mountain on you. And all the Mepharshim asks, the Velt asks, Shamtek Furaschem, Potek Furaschem. What do you mean there's going to be your burial? If you don't listen, I'm going to drop it right now. Here, right here is going to be your burial. What do you mean there? What's there? Here. So different suggestions we've made in the past. I heard one shot that shamtik varas. If you want to accept it now, fine. If not, if you have the attitude of, I don't need the Torah right now. Right now we just saw you, God. Right now we're good even without the Torah. Maybe later on we'll, we'll accept it. We we'll, won't be as inspired. Shum later, tomorrow, next week, next generation. Shum, the attitude of Shum. I'll do it then. Take for Aschen. That's the end. Because it's never going to get done. Chacham Leiv, Yikach Mitzvahs. Chacham Leiv acts with alacrity, acts quickly, acts with Zrizus. Lachain, now line 12. That's the Pasik. Avram got the Tzivu. You know what he does? He starts on the road. He leaves. Because I could rationalize so many ways, says Avram Avinu, says the Drash Vahoyun, of reasons not to go. Not to make Aliyah, in this case. Every reason in the book. And therefore, Avram already starts the journey right away. And he schleps his nephew. Come on, Lot. Let's go. He starts on the road. 
And then what does he do? He stops at the first rest stop. It says, Lo, you wait here with the bags. I'm going back to get Sarai and the rest of the kids. But he knows he's already on the way. He's not, he's not delaying. First Pasik, Ba'elach Avram, that's it. Avram goes, he goes as the Pasik, Ba'elach Avram, and the next Pasik, then he takes Sarai, and then he catches, the, catches them all up, and then he goes from where they are up to. Gam v'ta'aluchos Avram, ki kasher amar Hashem elov, she'yelech me'artzom mi'olato, lo here v'chal v'dvarim, v'chalach te'ichev, he goes right away, b'li shum ichor, without any delay, says the Drash v'ha'ir. And the same idea is said, I gave it to you again, from the Hemek Dover, from the Nitziv, source number four, he again says, what does it mean, he just adds in, that in the first passage it says, he went like Hashem said. So it's emphasizing because he wanted to go right away, where it's underlined. Right when Hashem said, He didn't wait for the proper packing. I'm going to have to sell this and sell that. How am I going to ever do this? Right? Just go. And he left his family. And then he came back. Let's say he went the whole way. He went. It's not the first rest stop, the first camel stop, first camel uh, loading loading dock. Everybody realized that he was serious about it, and he left. And then he came back. Okay, acting was Rizos. So Avram's on the way, and Avram's traveling, and the pasuk says, in his traveling, he keeps going, comes to Beit El, he builds a mizbeach. Pasuk Tess. Vayisa Avram, Haloch v'Nasoa Hanegba. He's going south. He's going south from Beitel, Shalayim. He's going south. Haloch v'Nasoa Rashi. Liprakim Yoshev Kan Chodesh or Yoser v'Nosea Misham. He's traveling. He stays here a month. V'Nota Alovim Lakom Acher. He keeps traveling around. V'Kol Masaav Hanegba. Laleches L'Droma Shel Eretz Yisrael. He keeps going south. Why? What? Where's he heading? Vihi litzad Yerushalayim. He's going to Yerushalayim. Does he know about Yerushalayim? No, he's just, he's drawn there. It's like a magnetic pull. Shem didn't tell him yet. He keeps heading south. Keeps going towards Yerushalayim. The whole time. Says Rav Zevin, Latara v'lamoadim. The entire journey can be labeled as going towards Yerushalayim. Like when he's up north, all the way by Syria, and he's heading south, he's already going towards Yerushalayim. He's already assigned there, Yerushalayim. Like, how, when is it called going to Yerushalayim? Maybe when he gets close to there. Says Rav Zevin, Hachana l'maysa misuyam nechsheves kahamaysa gufa. Preparing for something, in halachic terms, is part of the definition of the act itself. Lefichach. And we find in many areas the hachana and the preparations. Kol ha'ochel v'shosa be'erav yama kippurim ma'alel ha'makazim gilosan shiva siri. The Gemara says in a number of places, if I eat on Erev Yom Kippur, it's as if I fasted both days. No, I didn't fast both days. But I'm preparing for the fast. And that's as if it's part of the Misa. It's part of the Misa of Yom Kippur. The Kiyam of Yom Kippur is fasting. Preparing for that is part of the Kiyam. 
Or even more extreme, Vyamru, says the Gemara, Rav Idi Avi Ragil. There's a story about Rav Idi, the Avi Azil Tlasa Yarchi Borcha. It took him three months to get to the yeshiva. Three months. He traveled three months in one direction. He learned for a day, and then he had to go back. Couldn't be away from his wife for six months, more than that. So he traveled three months, he learned for a day, and then he went back three months, and he came back. They used to call him the one-day rabbi. That's what people used to call him, the one-day rabbi. Nafig Rabbi Yochanan the Medrashah Vidarash. Rabbi Yochanan went out and said, Excuse me. Let me explain to you something about Ravidi. Va'osi yom yom nidroshun, says the Pasik. Vahibi yom darshinoso, balaila in darshinoso. What does the Pasik mean? That only by day we seek out God? Elalomalacha. No, it's to teach me that one day is like every day. Kala osik betora afilu yomechad bashana. Says of Yochanan, he's not the one day rabbi, he's the whole year rabbi. Why? If the entire six months has to do with getting there and everything involved in that, it's as if you learned for six months. And even going back, maybe. That's it. And it's the same thing with David HaMelech, says Rav Zevin. And then we'll get back to Avraham. Chashavti, David HaMelech says, I thought about my ways, and my legs always go back to your eduyos, to your lords. Omar David, Ribbona Shalom, says the Medrash. Bechol yom vayom ayisi machashev vaomer. Lubakam ploni, lubayis dira ploni, tani holek. David says, I get up in the morning and I think I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to all different places. And then all of a sudden I um, I find myself in the, in, the, in the yeshiva and in the shul. Vahayu raglai mavioshoti lubayis akadazal abazi medrash. That's what the Medrash says. Says of Zevin, it doesn't mean that David always was there, literally. Einat pirushin is charet. Right, it said I was going to go here, but I never kept any of my appointments. He was the king. He, had a, he was a busy man. He must have had a lot of meetings. Right, taking care of the country. Listening to the Sanhedrin. What do people need? So what does it mean that he always found himself there? But he was Mekayim that God was always on his mind. Ba'ofan. Shemakam ploni atzmo, vidir ploni atzma. Hayim sham shem mavov achan al beis knesses al beis medrash. Wherever he was, he was on his way to the beis knesses or to the beis medrash because it was all in the context of avodas Hashem. That's that's the deeper idea of this Rashi. Avram Avinu from the point one of the trip haloch benasoa hanegba. He was going to Yerushalayim. He went to a lot of different places. It was a long time. But it was all Hanegba, it was all Litzai Yerushalayim. Everything has to be in the context of Avodah Sashem. Okay, moving right along. So Avram Avinu comes to Eretz Yisrael, and just a little while later, he has to leave. There's a famine in the land. And he goes down to Mitzrayim, and he gets close to Mitzrayim. By Yomar al Sarai, he always tells to Sarai, Hinino Yadati. I know that you're a beautiful woman. Why now? Why not earlier? 
Maybe pashtus it means right now we have to worry about your beauty. That's the pashtus. The Rashi quotes Chazal, Adarachsnius, he only realizes it now. I'm very nervous when the Egyptians see you and they know that you are my wife. I'm very worried that they're going to kill me and keep you. Avram was very nervous that they were very, very from. They wouldn't violate Gilearais. Shechaz Damim wasn't so bad in their eyes. Gilearais? Married woman? Okay. Question. Please, Sarai, say that you're my sister. We look a little bit alike. There aren't too many people in the world anyway. So, So that it's good for me because of you. And my soul will live because of you. What does Rashi say? Say you're my sister so that they'll be good to me. Rashi, Yitnu li matanos. They'll give me presents. You know, I missed my last birthday, and I hope when I go to Mitzrayim, they have some good, good, good treats waiting for me. They have good toy stores. What is Avram talking about? Yiduli matanis. You know, please say that so that you know I'll, I'll walk out a rich man. That's what Avram is worried about. Yitavli matanis. What does that mean? This is the question of the Ber Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Misalant. Source number six. Fitzara beer bazeh. Vechila matanos, vayem etzapa, ayde sara. Kemosh hikshah mefarshim, like all the mefarshim ask. Ve'efshar levayr. It's possible that there's a deeper idea here, says the Ber Yosef. Ve'efshar levayr. Ki be'emes, lo haya avram, tzorach lachsha shem ayahaguhu. Really... Avram Avinu shouldn't have been worried that they were going to kill him. Why? Because Avram Avinu had a tremendous, hidden, secret weapon. He had a weapon that they couldn't take away from him. You know what his weapon was? His koach He was an unbelievable speaker. He was an amazing orator. Turn the page for a minute. The Rambam discusses this. Imagine if you're the only one in the entire world that believes in something. You stand the chance. Everybody's against you. Your whole family is against you. Your whole land is against you. You're thinking, talking about something that's never been talked about in the history of the world. You stand the chance. Explains the Rambam. Once he recognized the truth, he started. And he didn't stop. Let's read some of this. This is a Rambam that we can review every year of Parshas Lachlacha. We should go through this Rambam. The beginning of Hilchas Avodah Line 8. Kivan Shehikir, once he, at the age of 40, according to the Rambam, at the age of 52, according to others, Kivan Shehikir, Viyada, Hizchil Hashiv Chuvos, Al Bnei Orkastim, he started talking to his neighbors, Vilarov Dini Mahem, Vilomar, and started getting into debates with them, and saying, Eintu Derech HaEmet Shatem Hochimba, what you're doing is totally foolish and wrong. The sun has no power itself. These idols have no power. And he broke the idols. And he was destroying them. And what does it say? The end of the, first, the, end of the last wide line. The end of the last wide line. Ulahodiam Shiesh Eloa Echad Lachola Olam Belora Uila Avod. 
He had got an unbelievable, right? He had the most friends, to use a Facebook term, right? He was the most popular. I personally don't have Facebook, but I'm just, I think that's the term, right? He was going. Here's the key line for us. Tens of thousands of people, all from one person. You can't do that unless, number one, what you're saying has to be convincing content-wise, and number two, you have a koach the ability to convince. And as we know, there are people out there that have such a, such a special koach. The Haim Anshe Beis Avram. These became Avram's family. And he wrote Svarim on it. And then Yisrael took over. But says the Be'er Yosef, back to number six. Really, did Avram Avinu have anything to worry about? They would surround him and Avram would say, wait a minute, guys. Can we talk for a second? And he would get them into conversation and that would be it. So really, says the Bar Yosef, what was he worried about? Klizaino Allah. He had his weapons with him. Shahayalo Kawacha Moshech Bechachmaso Ubidiburo Lahashpia Kolishvaish. A tremendous Kawachashpa. A filo Garu, even on the low lives of society. Lahaskilo Ladricho. At least enough that they wouldn't kill him. At least they give him some credit that he could have done that. I mean, after all, we know he quotes in brackets the story of Onkelos. Onkelos points to the mezuzah, and they convert. Avram Avinu was more powerful than Onkelos Aguer. Ulam. The problem was, the only thing that Avram was worried about was that they wouldn't even give him a chance to open his mouth. They wouldn't give him that chance, and then he's, and then he's a goner. Ulam. Ha'ikar shechasha shema taketh. They'll see this beautiful woman and this man, they would just kill him on the spot. Ask questions later. Right? For without saying a word, says the Ber Yosef, tell them, tell them the first thing, you're a sister. At least that'll give me a chance to talk a little bit. It'll give me a chance. Kill me right away. Start talking to us. And then I'll be able to talk. And he says, that's exactly what Avram did all his life. Talk to people. Right, that's the Gemara Barabasra. The Gemara tells us, he quotes it, Dav Tezayin, Avram Avinu had a gorgeous stone around his, he wore a necklace. And he wore, had a special stone around his neck that anybody who was sick came to see it and was healed. And many Mepharshim explain it means people who were chole hanefesh. People who were sick at, in, in Ruchmias. People who were wandering. People who didn't believe he used to come to Avram Avinu. It wasn't a real rock around his neck. It was what he believed he used to cure them. So what does it mean, Lanyitavli Bavurech? Not really presence. Say you're my sister, so that I live. That they'll be good to me and they'll let me live. That that's the immediate benefit 
of your saying that. Uviyeser Alkeni even says, the whole point of Avraham was to bring people closer to God, so he'll also have a have a have a have a way to do that even in Mitzrayim. And that's also included in Laman Yitavli Bavurech, Vachis and Avshi Biglalech. They'll be good because you know what my purpose in life is to bring people closer to Hashem. So number one is not presence, presence, real presence. Maybe this is the shot of Rashi. Maybe it's a different shot of Rashi. They'll be good and they'll let me live and they'll be, be, allow me to do what my Mahu says and what I want to do and that is to bring people closer to HaKadosh Baruch. Okay. Moving right along. Perak Tezvav, Moving. We have the stories. We have Hashem's promises. And we have Brisbane Abbasarim. Just remember, I didn't quote it because I did it last year. Just remember that Sefer Ho'ikarim that we did last year on Brisbane Abbasarim. It's a classic, but uh, if you don't remember, just look back. Last year about what's the purpose of walking between two halves of an animal, right? That was last year's. It was also in the Haggadah this year on, um, on Baruch Shomer after Chassel Yisrael. So feel free to look at that, uh, that source again. But we have a different thought this year. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Al-Tira Avraham, don't fear, Anochi Magen Lach, I will protect you, Scharchar Be Ma'od. And Avram says, What are you going to do? I have no children. I have no children. What are all these wonderful promises? And he takes them outside to the stars. And he says, You're going to have children. Wonderful. Avram Avinu got it. He believed it. Next. Vayomer Elov. Ani Hashem Asherot Zaysicham Yorkazdim. That's the only reference that we have to that story. I took you out of Orkazdim. To give you this land. I took you out to give you this land that you're looking at. Vayomer Avram Avinu says, Hashem Elokim. Bama'eda ki irashana. Could you prove it to me? Could you give me a sign, please? Give me a promise. Hashem says, goes through the Brisbane Abbasarim and goes through the Goliaths, Yadoateda, Kiyagarier, Zarachab, Erislovahem. This is the story. Says the Gemara in Mesechaz Nadarim, the Clay Yucker quotes it in source number eight. What was this, the cycle of events? Hashem promises him, promises him children. Okay. He promises him Eret Yisrael. How do I know? Then Hashem goes through the Bisprin Abbasarim, mentioning the Goliaths. And the rest is its history. And then we have the story of the rest of the Brisbane Abbasar. Good. Says the Gemara. Ba'avur, line one of the Klayakar. Ba'avur, Sha'amar Avraham. Because Avraham asked for a sign, he didn't trust Hashem. Ne'enash biyadoateda. He's punished with yadoateda, which sounds like. Because Avram asked the question, that's why Shibud Mitzrayim occurred. That is really extreme. Because Avram Avinu, even if you want to say his emuna was a little wavering, that was the, the reason, that was the hate for Shibud Mitzrayim to have our little boys thrown into the, into the mud, to be put into the walls? Says the Klayakar, can't be. Can't be? Even if he did something wrong here, I can't accept 
that that was the reason for Sheba Mitzrayim. It wasn't like selling your brother as a slave. That's, that's, that's other Midrashim. Line four, Alkain Libi Omer Vigomer. Says the Klayakar, I think it's a different shot. Golas Mitzrayim was for other reasons. For whatever reasons. Because Baruchu has his reasons. What does this Medrash mean? That because he said Bama'eda, he's Nanash with the Adoa Teda. Avram Avinu says, line six, Shabal HaMedrus Kashelo. This was the problem. Yet Tamala Golus Mashayia. Lama Zahigat HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Shura B'Sora Ro'azula Avram Latsaro B'China. You know what the Medrus was really bothered by? Why did Hashem tell him about the Golus now? Why does Avram need to know that? What, you don't want him to sleep for the rest of his life? Because he knows his grandchildren are going to be B'Tsaris and killed. And Why did Hashem have to tell him that? Don't tell him about the tsaras. It'll happen when it'll happen. Rahman al-Islan, if somebody has a tsara in the future, you think HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing anybody a favor 10 years before a terrible tsara happens by appearing to them in a dream and saying, this is going to happen to you in 10 years. So in the next 10 years of my life, it's going to be terrible. So what was the purpose? That was the, the what was bothering the Medrash. Why is there a bris, bris, make a treaty with Avram Avinu, I'll always be with you forever. Why does Avinu have to know that his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, are going to go into Galus? Why does he have to know that? That's what's bothering. And you know what the answer to that question is? Is because he already asked. He asked for more information. You ask for more information, I'll give you more information. Not the whole story. The whole story didn't happen because Avram asked this question. But that's the reason why God told him about what was going to happen. How do you know, how do I know it's going to be true? How do you know, Avram Avinu, you want to know the history? Okay, I'll tell you the history. That's what happens. There's no reason for Avram to have to ask that question. You don't have to know everything. That's the Mida Kenegad Mida. Just to step away for a moment. So the message that the Kleyakar is saying is not only, oh, he didn't have to ask for us a sign from Hashem, but his Lashon, if you look at it, is we don't have to know everything. We don't have to know every single little detail about what's going on. You know, we, saw, we see three people talking on the street, three of our neighbors. We have to go over and know what's going on. It's like... If there's something going on, I need to know about it. That's the generation we live in. Right? That's all the technology. And anything that's going on in anybody's life, the whole world has to know about it. The whole world. The Klayakar saying is that that's not what we believe. I don't have to know everything. You know, if, if I'm not told it, and I don't, I'm not needed for a certain meeting, I'm very happy about it. We have to have that. Some people are in a base measures. People are in a, you know, they hear that. What's the hawk? What's going on? What's, what's that? I don't, if, if I need to know something, I'll find out about it. I have to know every little bit of, of, of news that's going on in the world and in everybody's life, in the community. Besides, even if it's not the usser stuff, the Lashon Har, the Rachilas. Stop information. I have to know everything? No, I don't have to clutter up my brain. That's the message. Amravinu on his own level. We can't even fathom the level he was on. But at least that's the message, the take-home message that we can take. And then the Chlayakar goes into the other question, and that is, why did he only ask a sign? This Chazal already deal with. Why did he only ask a sign for promise number two and not promise number one? 
You're going to have children. Awesome, Hashem, thanks. You're going to get Eretz Yisrael. How do I know? Why do you only ask for a sign, uh, a sign for that? And he said it's, it's an even worse problem because HaKadosh Baruch earlier had already promised him Eretz Yisrael. This is the second time it's repeated. And only now he asks for the sign. Says the Klayakar, Omer, another way that you can look at it is Maybe he wasn't even asking for... These are two separate ideas. They don't work perfectly together. Two separate ideas. Maybe he wasn't even asking for a sign. He wasn't, it wasn't out of a lack of belief. He was asking for a bris. He was asking for a covenant, for a promise. Why? Because earlier, suggested... Suggest the Klayakar. Earlier, when Hashem promised Eretz Yisrael, he says, I'm going to give you Eretz Yisrael. Right, the Lushan is Lazaracha Etain, line fifteen. Later on now, what does the Kaddish Baruch Hu say when he says it to Avram Avinu? Lathis Lachaz Aras Azos Larishta as a Yerusha, as an inheritance. Avram Avinu says to himself, You give a gift to somebody, there's no arguing. You gave me a gift. If you give me a gift, nobody can say it's theirs. So I don't need a treaty, a bris to back that up. Yerusha? Who says he's the Yarsh? Who, who says he's the proper Yarshan? There are a lot of Yarshanim. There are a lot of people. Right? Azchashav Avram, Shemeshar Yarshav Shal Shame, Ya'araru Al Chelka. But Shame, Elam Akachshan, Asher Lud Aram. Avram's worried. Please, please make me a bris. Please make it clear cut that I'm the one. That's just a detail of why he only asked a question at the end and not, and not at the beginning. Let's keep going though, because we have one or two more thoughts on the tape. We have, at the end of the Parsha, the first name change in the Torah. First name change. All the way at the end, again, Lachlacha here is shocked full. Perak Yuzayin. Avram Vino falls on his face. Right before Brismila. Velo Yikari od es Shimcha. Avram. Your name should not no longer be Avram. Bahaya Shimcha. Avraham. Should be Avraham. The Gemara tells us in Mesechus Brachas, discussed a little bit, and uh, elsewhere, Bavasra a little bit, that... Avraham is the name. Avraham is no longer allowed to be used. It's an iser uh, in a sense. Kolakore, Avraham, Avraham over Basay. Not allowed to say Avraham anymore. As we know, that's not like Yaakov and Yisrael. Both names are used even after Yaakov's name is changed to Yisrael. And the question is why? Why? So, what's, what's the difference? So many mafarshim are medayik in the language of the pasuk itself. One of those mafarshim is the Tosefes Bracha, the Torah Tamima in his less famous work, the Tosefes Bracha. He says there's one difference in the psukim by there are a couple of differences, but he's going to focus on one on the psukim between Avraham and Sarah, Avraham and uh, Yaakov. By Avraham it says, by lo yikari shimcha Avraham by yashimcha Avraham. By Yaakov ki lo yikari shimcha od Yaakov ki im Yisrael yashemecha. There's one extra word by Yaakov. I'm sorry, there's one extra word by Avraham. By Avraham it says, Velo yikra od es shimcha Avraham. There's the word es there. By Yaakov Avinu it just says, Velo yikra shimcha od Yaakov ki im Yisrael yeshemecha. There's no es. What does es always mean? Says the Tartamima, es always means something secondary. Something tough that is included. 
Many examples of this. He quotes by Arla, Va'alratem Arla so es perio. The Gemara says, Es larabos ha tafel le perio, the shomer le the peels. The peels, as includes the peels of the fruit. Wa'varachatz b'mayim es bisaro, when we go to a mikvah, we have to put our body in. What's es bisaro? Es larabos ha sayos. Also the hair. Right? Kabbalah tzavicha v'esimecha, es larabos ha the oldest brother who is a stand-in for the father. Right? As Hashem Tira, Right? S is always including a secondary. So says the Tosefis Bracha. Here too. By Avram it says, don't call him Avraham. But it doesn't only say don't call him Avram. It says, Leikare od it says the S. Avram is the secondary. Avraham is his main name. There's a secondary name. You don't know if he still could call him like his his the name that he grew up with. Avram, no, no, no. The low Yikare Od S Shimcha Avram. It's not even a secondary name. By Yaakov, it just says, don't call him. Yikare, it shouldn't be called, but there's no S there. Meaning, it can still function as a backup. It can still function as a secondary. That's the, that's the um, Tosefis Brach. And he says, why should that be? And then he says what many Mepharshim say. Avraham still has Avraham inside of it. Right, it's just an expansion. It's not like Yisrael, which is a totally new idea, then Yaakov. But either way, that's, that's one, one thought on the changing of the names. But there's another thought. And this one, many of you will maybe be as excited about as I was. And that is, why the hay? Why is the hay always the always one that's added on? Avram gets a hay. Sarai gets a hay. We discussed years ago, I think five years ago, the medrash that the hay went from Sarai to Yehoshua. It was called Hosh, the Yud. The Yud went from Sarai to, to Hoshea, to Yehoshua, what's the symbol of the Yud and the hay. We discussed that then, a thought from Rav Salvation. But right now we're just focusing on the hay. What's the symbol of the hay? Says the Chosemi Lublin. It's quoted here in the Shemanatov. Quoted here in the Shemanatov, the Chosemi Lublin. That Rachel had a, was Akara. Right? She was the last one. She was the last one. She couldn't have a child. And she says, later on, not in this week's parasha, Explains the Chosemi Lublin, every one of the Imahos, other than Rachel, has a hay in her name. Sarah has a hay, Rivka has a hay, and Leah has a hay. Rachel has no hay. She says, take Bilha, two hays. Take Bilha. Maybe I'll Ibane. Ibane with a hay at the end of it. Mimena. There's something magical going on here with the hays. Dafka, Rachel, and Chazal have to say, oh, right, the older maidservant was, went to Rachel, and the younger maidservant went to Leah. Rachel needed that Bilha. She didn't have any hays in her name. She needed Bilha, and maybe she could piggyback on one of the hays of Bilha. What's the hay? So he quotes from the Baalei Sod, he just quotes one line up, he Kabbalah, but then he explains his own shot. He says it's also interesting that Yud Vavke has two hays in it. Yud and a hay and a Vav and a hay with a Vav in the middle. Vav could be Vav Hachibur, Vav could be Vav Ahipuch. He doesn't go into the Baalei Sod, he just mentions that Ha'ara. 
Okay, either way, in our level, in our Nigle world, he says, what's the hay? He said, it's a Rashi. It's a Rashi and a Gemara. Rashi quotes the Gemara in Mesechus Menachas. Rashi back in Parshas Bracious. What does the Pasuk say? Eil, beginning of Perak base of Bracious. Eila told us, Hashemayim behaaretz behibaram. These are the toldos, behibaram, behom atzosa, Hashem alokim haaretz v'shamayim. And if we know we have a misora, that that hey in behibaram is written very small. It's like different, so it's noticeable. Rashi says, behibaram. Hashem created this world with a hey. Why? Where do you know that from? Ki baka Hashem tzurolamim. Baka, yud and hey. Yud, the Gemara says, in Menachas, Hashem created all of my ba. Hey, Hashem created all of my zeh. What do you see from there? Hey symbolizes physical creation. Hashem created the world with a all of my zeh with a hey. That's why hey is the koach habria. All the imahos who are the mothers of our nation. Yes, they were akaros and they had a daven before their hay started working. That's true. But once it happened, they, looking back, are the mothers of an entire nation. Jewish history. Because they have the haze. They have the haze in the names. Rachel. All the different pshatim. Rachel didn't have a uterus. Whatever the pshat is, it could be because there was no hay in her name. That's why she needed Billa. Nimsa briyasa teva hubaos hay. Ula elu. Sha'alpi teva nivru akaro. Sarach l'shanos tivam gamkein. We have to change the Teva. And he even says at the end, he says, maybe that's also the Pshat, next in a couple weeks' Parsha, when Yitzchak Davin, when Rivka was, was um, barren, Yitzchak Davin opposite his wife because she was barren, Isn't it interesting that the first half of the Pasuk it does not mention Rivka's name? Only the second half of the Pasuk. Yitzchak Davin lenochach ishto, because she was akara. Hashem listened, and Rivka ishto had a baby. Because at the beginning, Yitzchak thought, maybe there's a problem, maybe we need a shini Hashem here. It's my wife, but I don't know, maybe we need some kind of shini Hashem. But Hashem answers, no, 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 she's got the head. Just Davin hard, and she'll have the baby. Rivka ishto. It's okay. Right, Sarai had to be changed to Sarah before she had a baby. Rivka was Rivka, Leah, and Rachel. Rachel needed a little help from Bilhah. But that's the significance of the head. Last thought of the evening. <coughs> we started with Nisyonos and we'll end with Nisyonos. I thought I mentioned this in past years, maybe in other contexts. It's just a Nesiva Shalom. We'll just do the first thought of the Nesiva Shalom and the rest feel free to look at on your own. Says the Nesiva Shalom. We have the ten tasks of Avram Avinu. And as we know, the Mishnah tells us in the fifth parak of Perki Avos, Asara Nisyonos Nisnasa Avram Avinu, top of the left, Va'amad Bakulam, Avram Avinu passed his ten tests, Lahodia Kamachibasa Shal Avram Avinu, to tell us how much love Hashem had for Avram Avinu. I didn't give it to you again, it's been in the past, Reb Chaim Ivalajan points out that in this Mishnah, it calls Avram Avram Avinu. In the previous Mishnah, when it talks about the ten generations from Noach to Avram, it just says Avram. It doesn't say Avram Avinu. In this mission, it says Avinu. Why? Because Avram's passing the ten tests acted as an R Avinu. That gives us the ability to pass all our trials and tribulations and, and in life. He acted as an Avinu. He put it into our DNA 
by passing the tests. And I just wanted to learn with you, he says, he quotes, he quotes from the Sefer HaKadosh, the Mare Nayim. He says, every Jew has ten tests, their own ten tests. Kamosh Avram Avinu Nisnasa Basar Nisyonos Kach Kol Echad VeEchad Mi Yisrael Nisnasa BiMechayev Basar Nisyonos. We don't know what those Nisyonos are. We have no idea. Some of them maybe we could guess. Shekol Chayev Shel Ish Yehudi Ritzufim Nisyonos. Our whole life. Lo Hodia Kamachibas Lefreimakom. Because Hashem loves us too. And he quotes the Ramban. What is Hashem love? And why did Hashem love Avram Avinu? Explains the Ramban, not because he was Mekayim called Sorakula, but because he passed his ten tests. That's the language of the Ramban in one of his Svarim. And that's, that's our job in life, to pass our ten tests, to look at the challenges, the personal challenges that each of us have, and to work through them, and to be an Evan Hashem throughout all the situations that Hashem puts on our plate. And he continues and says that's, that's becoming... But done by becoming a God-centric person, not being uh, right an egocentric, my own centric, or any other thing-centric person, being an, uh, a Kaddish person, having a Kaddish Baruch in the middle, that will give us the Koach to pass our, our Nisyonos, and Be'ez Hashem, we should all have the Koach, and the Siyat of the Shemayi, and the Chachma, to be able to pass pass all of our Nisyonos. Okay, we'll stop here, and Be'ez Hashem, we will continue. Hashem, my trip is in and out very quick. Be'ez Hashem, I'll be back uh, next week, regular time, for uh, Parshish. Anybody who's uh, any of our listeners in North Woodmere, I'll be there for Shabbos, Beth Hashem. I'll be in T next Sunday morning. Beth Hashem, hope to see anybody. Any of our uh, OU Torah listening family, hope to uh, see you in my couple hours in the Chutzlarets this weekend.